Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We just got done with some road course racing at Watkins Glen International, and you know what? The racing was really good for both the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. After a kind of a bad race at Road America, a really bad race at Sonoma, and an alright race at the Indianapolis Road Course, a lot of people were starting to get afraid that maybe the race at Circuit of the Americas was just a fluke because all these other races, eh, they haven't been that exciting. But Watkins Glen performed in both the Xfinity Series as well as the Cup Series. And a lot of people had fun and there's a lot to talk about here. There were quite a few drivers in both races that really popped out out of nowhere and performed really well during the race. Some drivers unfortunately did not have the finish that they deserved. But man, did they put on a great performance. It makes me excited to see what they can do in the next road courses. The next one being the Charlotte Roval. So there's a lot of good things to talk about. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Let's first talk about the Saturday race that happened here at Watkins Glen. The 22nd race of the Xfinity Series. Let's dive into the Sunoco Go Rewards 200. Alrighty, so in this race we had a total of 41 cars enter into the race. Three were not able to make it. This includes the number 32 of Austin Wayne Self trying to make his debut here in the Xfinity Series. The number 6 of Spencer Pumpley and the number 47 of Stanton Barrett. Once again for Mike Harmon Racing, this is another race added on to the board that they are not able to make. It's really been a rough season for that 47 team. We also had eight cautions for 23 laps. About 30% of the race was ran on a caution. It was crazy. And we had a total of 15 lead changes among seven different drivers. In the end, though, it wasn't the most dominant car of the race. Hell, it wasn't even the second most dominant car. But it was the driver who was the luckiest and in the right spot at the right time. And that was the number 88 of Kyle Larson getting his first ever road course win down here in the X-Fandy Series. Claiming a win in the number 88 machine for JR Motorsports. He is your winner here of the 22nd race of the season. Finishing second, we have the number 16 of A.J. Allmendinger. Finishing third, a great run by the number 18 of Sammy Smith. Finishing fourth, we have the number 9 of Noah Gregson. Finishing fifth, another great run. This time, the number 48 of Kaz Grala. Finishing sixth, we have the number 1 of Sam Mayer. Seventh, the number 98 of Riley Herbst. In the eighth spot was the number 2 of Sheldon Creed. Finishing ninth was the number 8 of Josh Berry. And rounding out the top 10, we have the number 51 of Jeremy Clements. Some drivers who finished outside the top 10 that we should mention. Finishing 11th was the number 07 of Cole Custer. Moving down the roster, we have the number 10 of Landon Castle finishing 16th. And then moving down, we got the number 34 of Kyle Weatherman finishing 22nd. Brandon Jones in the number 19 finishes 24th with William Byron leading 35 laps in this race. Is credited with the 25th position with Ty Gibbs right behind him in the number 54 finishing 27th. You also got another Cup Series driver, the number 92 of Ross Chastain finishing 28th. Blaine Perkins in the 0-2 finishes 29th with Austin Hill right behind him in 30th. Last year's champion, the number 11 of Daniel Hemrick finishes is 31st and then moving down the roster all the way into the 38th position out by lap number four we have the number seven of justin allgaier getting caught up in an accident turns number two and three up the s's he is out and is credited with the last position here in this race and that's your final results here for the sunoco go rewards 
200. So this race was a lot of fun because of the two drivers who were the most competitive in this race. And those two drivers were the number 17 of William Byron who started out on the pole and then the driver who started second, the number 54 of Ty Gibbs. These two drivers had an absolute slugfest throughout the entire race and then the craziest thing is what happened with just a few laps to go. We'll get back to that in just a moment. Let's first talk about Kyle Larson and his great run. We knew he was going to do well in this race. It actually kind of surprises me that they decided to have Kyle Larson run a practice race here in the Xfinity Series in this number 88 machine. I mean, he knows how to run this track. He got the win last year. So, But still, it was still really cool to see a HendrickCars.com out there and in fact, two cars and having them wind up in victory lane. So this number 88 car finally gets into victory lane and who else to do it but last year's Cup Series champion. Great run for him. But AJ Allmendinger in the number 16 was ever so close to getting another victory down here in the Xfinity Series road course. Great run by him. He was just this close from getting it. Instead, he finishes with the second position. Pretty happy with that, but at the same time, you know he won that victory. How about Sammy Smith in the number 18 machine? He's only raced down here like four or five times in the Xfinity Series, and he collects a top three finish. Just shows everyone why Joe Gibbs Racing wanted him in this number 18 car for a couple races this year, and he did really good. Won the first stage, led six laps, so great run by the young driver, and then you got Kaz Grawl in the number 48, getting a top five in this race. Definitely something that Jade Beford and that number 48 team needed, as they had a lot of Cup Series drivers coming into this car, but unfortunately were running into problems. Kaz Grawl is a talented road course racer. We saw it when he substituted Austin Dillon in the number three machine a couple years back. He does the same here for this number 48 car, and with a top five finish, good job to you, Kaz Grawl. You definitely deserve to be in a ride for all the road courses. I really do believe that, at the very least, here in the X-Fandy series. Good run for them. Okay, now let's talk about William Byron and Ty Gibbs. These drivers put on one hell of a show. They really did. Ty Gibbs proves once again that he is also one of the best road course racers out there. He just gets his emotions ahead of him, and that's kind of the reason why A.J. Allmendinger finishes in front of him and gets more victories than he does. But let me tell you, he's always right there in the mix, and he was competing against the best of the best. Road America, he competed against Kyle Larson and won the race. This race, he was competing against William Byron, another really good driver. I, I don't think he's championship caliber yet at this time, but he's still a phenomenal driver, and these guys just do it out and it came to a climax in the bus stop with just a few laps left to go where Ty Gibbs and William Byron racing side by side go too hard into the bus stop and they take each other out given an opportunity for the third and fourth place car to duke it out. It was crazy to see. I mean, we thought to ourselves, it's going to be one of these two drivers. No one can even run close to them unless, just maybe, they take each other out. And that's exactly what happened. Just shows how young of a driver Ty Gibbs is, and sometimes he just takes it, puts himself in a really bad position because I think a lot of people thought how crazy would that be, but also at the same time, a lot of people thought to themselves, when is it going to happen? And that's not something you want as a rookie driver. You want to show that you have a lot of patience, you can be able to race against the top dogs. He showed that in Road America, but he did not quite show it here at Watkins Glen. Either way, it doesn't take away for the fact that he is a super talented driver. He will get an opportunity in the Cup Series. It's not a matter of if, it's when he's going to move on up. And unfortunately for these guys, they finished 25th and 27th. Not the positions that they deserve, but they put on one hell of a show down here in the Xfinity Series. A driver who really disappointed, and I mean really disappointed, was Ross Chastain, who finished right behind Ty Gibbs. He just did not have a good car in this race 
absolutely struggled, and he brought out the last caution, I believe, by getting stuck in the gravel. Yes, he was the last one to cause a caution, which caused that uh, restart where uh, William Byron and Ty Gibbs took each other out. It was just weird to see Ross Chastain struggle this much, and I don't know what's going on, but the summer stretch hasn't been too kind to that number one machine, and it, it's even fading down here in the Xfinity series. I wouldn't look too much into it. It was just something that really uh, got my attention to see that Ross Chastain was struggling this hard. Overall, really good race. Watch the highlights. It was just great to see the number 17 and 54 duke it out. Just proves to show that you don't need like six different drivers to be running up front. You can have two drivers duke it out for the entire race, and they'll put on one hell of a show. William Byron, one of the nicer drivers in the garage area. Ty Gibbs, probably one of the most polarizing drivers out in the garage area. And you know what? People love that. People love that good old action, like good versus evil. And we got that in this race, and they took each other out and gave the win to Kyle Larson, one of the most likable drivers, and A.J. Allmendinger, one of the most likable road course racers, to duke it out near the end. Just a great Xfinity race. Watch the highlights on this one. It was a good one. But you know what also was really great was the cup race. Now we got to talk about this cup race that just happened here on Sunday. Without further ado, let's dive into the 25th race of the 2022 season for the Cup series it's time to look at the final results for the gold bowling at the Glen. don't you guys find it really weird that this is like one of the only races that does not have a number behind it i was waiting to look for that number it's usually like the 225 or something like that i i can't remember what exactly it is but no they just call it the gold bowling at the Glen. It's almost like, what, is this a bowling tournament? I don't know, just a weird thing that I saw about it. But anyways, we had 39 cars enter into this race, which meant we had three open charter cars on the entry list. Uh, first time since, I think, Circuit of the Americas. Not even the Coca-Cola 600 had that many cars, so great to see that happen here, especially at a road course race. It seems like road course races are grabbing the most open charter cars, which I think is cool. But n all of them were able to run in the main event. We had five cautions for 11 laps, and we had 12 lead changes amongst nine different drivers we also had a late start to this race as there was some heavy heavy rain in the area as well as lightning but fans were a little excited about that because we got to see them running rain tires at the beginning which we will talk about here in the bit who was the winner in this race how about once again this is crazy first and second exactly the same in the xfinity race and kyle larson collects his second victory of the 2022 season his 18th victory overall here at the Glen after leading five laps he is your winner of the 25th race of the 2022 season. Finishing second, we have the number 16 of AJ Allmendinger. Again, finishes second for twice in the weekend. Finishing third, we have the number 22 of Joey Logano. In the fourth position was the number 9 of Chase Elliott. In the fifth spot was the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Sixth was the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Finishing seventh was the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. In the eighth spot was the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Finishing ninth was the number 17 of Chris Buescher. And rounding out the top 10 was the number 43 of Eric Jones. Finishing 11th was the number 41 of Cole Custer. 12th was the number of Kevin Harvick, 13th the number 2 of Austin Sendrick, 14th the number 48 of Alex Bowman, 15th the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., finishing 16th was the number 42 of Ty Dillon, 17th the number 3 of Austin Dillon, 18th the number 31 of Justin Haley, 19th the number 6 of Brad Keselowski, and right out the top 20 we had the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. So noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 20 that we need to mention, we'll just go from 21st to 25th as we had Ross Chastain in 21st, 
William Byron in the number 24 and 22nd. 23rd was the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. 24th, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. And 25th was the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Kyle Busch unfortunately got spun out and had a bad race there near the end. He finishes 32nd overall in this race. Bubba Wallace uh, out due to suspension issues on lap number 83. He finishes 35th overall. Kimi Raikkonen unfortunately gets caught up in an accident on lap number 44. He's out finishing 37th. And round out the field in the 39th position out by lap number 15 due to steering issues we have the number 78 of Kyle Tilly and that is your final results here for the gold bowling at the Glen at Watkins Glen okay so first things first I have to ask this when was the last time we had the same drivers who finished first and second in the Xfinity race also finished first and second in the cup series the I can't remember a time this has happened, but this is really cool. Kyle Larson, once again, probably the second fastest car in this race. I don't want to say he was the third fastest because he was clearly right there with Chase Elliott. And this time, instead of getting lucky, he goes really hard into the corner and turns number one on a restart, pushes Chase Elliott out of the way to get his second victory. Some people might say that's a controversial move. I'd say that that was just good hard racing. It wasn't anything dirty. He just ran the corner wide. He didn't wreck his teammate or anything like that. I have no problem with that move. But that gave him the opportunity to finish first. And then AJ Allmendinger out of nowhere, he spins out early in the race, like really early. And then comes out of nowhere and finishes second, almost getting the victory here in this race. So really cool to see those two drivers duke it out and it was really funny because you see the number 16 car in both races finish second and then you have the hendrickcars.com in first it was complete deja vu and i thought that was really really funny overall this race was a lot of fun it first started out in the rain which was very interesting to see because you could see some drivers absolutely do great in the rain and some drivers just struggle the one who did the best that really did surprise me was the number 34 of michael mcdowell just an incredible run by him i thought he was more of a take a chance driver or take a gamble excuse me I forgot we changed that but he was definitely a top 10 driver or a top pick like he was the best performing forward by far so great job by him and then also Chase Briscoe able to get the first stage win due to strategy unfortunately he just never came back he just hung around in the 20-somethings the whole entire time after he got that stage win. Just proves to show that Chase Briscoe, even though he's really good at road courses, he just for some reason cannot finish the races. So whenever he's able to do that, awesome. But for now, once again, finishing outside the top 20 after having such a good car early in the race. But the rain was absolutely a lot of fun there. It was something that we wanted to see for quite a while. Something that was done right. If you guys remember the Circuit of the Americas, they didn't do anything right in that. They just let all the water sit on the racetrack, and they were just like hydroplaning everywhere, even with the rain tires. They put one little measly light in the top left corner, which was just terrible. No mud flaps to cover the rain. It was just bad. This race, they did absolutely right. It was cool to see the rain flying up, but it didn't look like these guys were just out of control, just not knowing how to control their cars. It was a lot of fun. So I do give NASCAR the applause for that because they did this right. And now I'm not worried if we see rain once again on a road course because now we know NASCAR can do it right. I wish that they didn't have to dry the track so much in some of the corners. I wish we could have saw more of that. But at the same time, that is the reason why they ran so well. So a lot of credit to NASCAR on that one. Good for them to be able to get the track that ready for the race. With that being said, did it really change up a lot of what the drivers were going to do out on the racetrack? I think to an extent it did, but not nearly as much as we thought because the drivers who finished in the top 10, maybe minus a couple drivers, like Joey Logano came out of nowhere, very impressive run by him. All these guys were running near the front. So I'm glad to see that something like this did not greatly change 
the outcome of the race. So if they would have waited till the track was dry, I think you would have had the same results, except maybe for the tire change, but that's about it. It was still a really good run here, both in the rain as well as the dry, as they just put on one hell of a show, no matter what kind of track condition it was. And speaking of that, how did the international drivers do? We had seven different countries represented in this. So we had drivers from six different countries outside of the U.S. compete. Which driver did the best? Well, Daniel Suarez finished in the top five, so he kind of gets the win for that. But the driver who impressed me the most was the number 15 of Joey Hand. Yes, his finish, unfortunately, was 31st. What a heartbreaker for that as he spun out in one of the corners. That absolutely sucked. But you know what? He had himself one hell of a run. Really didn't impress us. I mean, throughout stage two, he was right there in fifth and sixth. One of the most impressive runs I've ever seen Rick Rare Racing do, and I really wish he could have finished up there in the top 15 because that would have shown uh, turned a lot of people's heads like, hey, look at Joey Hand kicking ass out there. Maybe Rick Rare Racing has some really good equipment, and maybe they can run up front. I, I still think they turned some heads definitely for that. I just wish the finish would have uh, been equal to the performance that Joey Hand had. Either way, though, big congrats on them. Everyone else, uh, the number 78 team out too early, in the race, Kimi Raikkonen, Kimi Raikkonen, unfortunately, he was running really good in the race right around, not going to be saying he was a top five runner, or maybe not even a top 10 runner, but he was right around in that spot, and then Ross Chastain bumps into Austin Dillon, which inevitably causes the number 91 to go into the wall at the bus stop and take him out of the race. That was so heartbreaking. It was so great to see Kimi Raikkonen running around the racetrack, just showing how talented of a racer he was. You knew he wasn't going to go win the race, but I wanted him to see finish so bad. I mean, when you're watching it live, you can even feel it. Like the cameraman, the announcers, the fans out on the racetrack, they're just like, ah. Like, they were so bummed out to see him get taken out. We wanted to see him finish. We wanted to see this Project 91 have a good performance in his debut. And I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping that this opens the opportunity for a lot of other drivers to come into the sport and try it out here in the NASCAR Cup Series. Because I think that's badass. This race was fun. It really was fun. It was more fun to see this many drivers come out to the racetrack uh, who have never raced in the Cup Series before and perform here at Watkins Glen as well as they did. Hell, even the number 77 of Mike Rockenfeller, who is a talented racer on his own, ran really well in this race. And his equipment may have not been the best, but he still has some highlights in this race. So overall, really fun race. Again, you got to go watch the highlights. It's so crazy there at the end, seeing Kyle Larson just bump Chase Elliott out of the way. Not even bump him, just run him high off the racetrack on the race start to get his second victory of the year. By the way kudos to chase elliott in his interview so much respect has to be given to chase elliott to stay that calm in an interview just proves to everyone how nice and professional of a driver he really is now i'm not saying he's perfect he, he has made plenty of mistakes throughout his career. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, the most noticeable one was the whole Bristol incident. That was absolutely crazy what happened in that race. And it, it was kind of showing that he could be a dick at times. But you know what? He could have said something right there. He could have shown how angry he was. And he said, congratulations to the number five team. That's all I got to say. And I, I don't think many people would have that patience or be able to calm their feelings down as well as he did. So bravo to Chase Elliott to do that. But overall, big congrats to Kyle Larson. It was a great weekend for him. Also a great weekend for AJ Allmendinger. I know second sucks, but he still shows once again that how good he is at road courses and continues to show to everyone how good of a fantasy value he is for fantasy teams. Overall, the top performing fantasy driver 
Joey Logano. Joey Logano scored 49 points. Can you believe that? Ain't that a bitch? I don't think anyone saw that one coming. But at the same time, we got to learn that, hey, at these road courses, some of them will pit with two to go, and there'll be someone who just stays out on the racetrack. This time, it was Joey Logano. And the prime five, if you had them, you had yourself a great weekend, was Joey Logano, Michael McDowell, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and Daniel Suarez. If you had this team, well, congratulations. You were perfect this weekend as you got the top five. Overall, great road course race. Does it beat Circuit of the Americas? I think so. I think this was the best road course race of the year because it was exciting from beginning to end, had a lot of strategies, and there's everything you wanted when it comes to a road course. that will conclude the final results for today's episode guys thank you so much for listening lots of fun here at Watkins Glen I hope you guys really did appreciate it but let me tell you this coming up weekend it's gonna be crazier than ever because it will be the season finale for both the Xfinity series as well as the Cup series and the stakes couldn't be any higher because you got Martrex Jr. and Ryan Blaney duking it out for the final position if we get a repeat winner I, I want to emphasize that because right now we have 15 winners, which means everyone who's got a victory is locked in. So we don't got to worry about that. But the question is, which driver is going to get the victory at Daytona? Can Ryan Blaney secure the victory? Or could someone outside the top 16 in points get a victory and just upset everything? Who knows what's going to happen? But still, guys, make sure to tune into that one. It will be on Saturday. And even the Xfinity Series is going to be exciting as we have 43 cars entered into that race. And the points are very close here. It could come down to a surprise winner as well. As you have Riley Herb, Sam Mayer, Daniel Hemrick, Landon Castle, and Ryan Sieg. All above the cutoff line, it looks like Riley Herbst and Sam Mayer will be locked in. And you can also throw Daniel Hemrick and Landon Castle. But we still have that last spot. Will Ryan Sieg be able to secure the final spot here in the playoffs? Or will we have someone outside the top 12 claim a victory and find their way into the playoffs? Make sure to tune into that race as well, as that one will be on Friday night. It should be a lot of fun here at Daytona. By the way, we got to talk about the top three fantasy teams here this weekend, so let me pull that up real quick. I just want to let you guys know that the greatest thing happened. We finally got the decals for the diecast car, so the winning prize is ready to go. If you guys want to check it out, you can check it out on Twitter at TylerV33. That's where I posted the photos. I may post it on TikTok. Maybe like a quick little video, not something that's going to take up the entire day. Uh, TikTok's at VanillaWafers44. Just to show you guys, it's kind of more of a prototype. I don't know if that will be the specific car I'll give out. But if you guys love it, that will be the one we'll compete for. If not, no worries. I can uh, remake another one. I got some extra decals. But the winners for this weekend at Walking School, and here was the top three fantasy teams, was CD Derby Boy 88 rcn scoring 223 points. Congratulations to you. You are the winner this weekend. Finishing second was Arek Amarola with 220 points. And finishing third was Sammy by God with 213. Congratulations to you three for having such great fancy picks here this weekend and finishing one through third. And we had a total of 10 teams with 200 plus fantasy points. Congratulations to you guys. If you still want to join the league, you might want to do it now at fancygames.nascar.com and look up for NASCAR Field Fillers League. That is our league, 47 members. As in the final 10 races, we'll be resetting the points and having a special to go on for, for a separate prize, as well as the overall points going on. So don't worry to the people who are currently first through fifth. 
We're still going to do that, but we're going to have a separate little prize here for the final 10 races. I'll still figure out what we want to do there. But it's been a lot of fun here on the Fantasy League. We've been doing really well. I think right now my team, I don't know how, but I'm in the 99th percentile. So it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I thank you guys so much for joining me on this Fantasy League. And we still got 11 more races, so... Thank you guys so much. And one last thing to plug in here. Don't forget to follow me on YouTube at Vanilla Wafers. I'm getting ready to post a new video as it's going to be the worst driver, or excuse me, not the worst driver, the most evil driver in NASCAR ever. Can you guess who it is? I'll give you a hint. It was a truck series driver. Lots of fun editing this video. It's almost near completion. You'll probably see it sometime this week. But above all, guys, the most important thing, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.